people were speaking of how the temple was adorned with costly stone and votive offerings. And then all of a sudden we hear that that temple will be destroyed. To really be able to understand the significance of the temple and what Jesus is saying, we must understand what the temple meant for the people of that time. The temple was the central heart and soul of Jerusalem. As the Jews, they weren't able to rule themselves. They were still ruled by the Romans. And so their nationality, their national, their spiritual identity was poured into and represented by the temple. So when Jesus said that the temple will be destroyed, it seems to them as their life, their whole livelihood, the understanding of who they are will come to an end. And so now they're asking and wanting to looking for a sign because they don't want their life to come to an end, what they know of the world to come to an end. They want to prepare. They want to be aware of that end. So then what does that mean for us? If we look around into this church, it is a beautiful building adorned with beautiful things. But what is it for? The gospel reading today is looking at us and inviting us to come to the core of our belief, to come to exactly who we are and answer these questions. What do we truly believe? What do we hold true in our life? And where is our identity rooted in? Is it rooted in the world? Is it rooted in other people's opinion? Or is it rooted in Jesus Christ? So let us look at these questions. What do we believe? The temple for the Jews was not just something that was constructed like we do in five years. We can put a church together in five years very quickly. But for the Jews, it took generations on generations on generations to build and to wreck, to have that building to worship God. So when we look at ourselves, the temple that we are, the walking temples of Jesus Christ, who do we believe in? Is our faith really rooted in us? Is our faith our own? Or is the temple of our faith created and put together by our family, our friends? Put together because my parents forced me to be here. Because my parents forced me to be Catholic. Where, where are we in that temple? Is it our temple? The temple of our faith? The temple of the dwelling place of God? Or is it the temple that belongs to others? That were created by others? That were put together by others? And I'm just using it because I have to because I'm obligated to. The temple, therefore, as then we hear, is adorned with many things. If we look at this building, it's adorned with beautiful things, but what is the adornment doing and allowing us to do? The adornment helps us to enhance our worship, to really see the purpose of why we are here. This is not just any building that we're in. This building that we're in is sacred space. It's sacred space because of the dwelling of Jesus Christ here in the tabernacle. 
And so that dwelling place needs to be fit for a king. It's not meant to be lavish. It's not meant to be decked out in jewels. But it is meant to be worthy of a king. So look at our own lives. What do we adorn our temple, the temple of our soul, with? Just like our house, we can fill our house with so many things. Pictures, statues, different artwork all over the place. Does it enhance and allow us to feel like that is home? Or in some sense, does it become a place of clutter, a place of storage, a place of a mess? Because we can do that to the temple of our soul. We can adorn it with things that make no sense. We can adorn and do things with the temple that are for no reason whatsoever. It does not enhance and allow the temple to fit what it dwells in, what dwells within it. But instead, that temple is just like graffitied, is painted with the things of this world. It's filled with unworthy, unholy things. And it just sits there and is a part of our lives. The second aspect, who are we and what are we dictated by in this world? Because we have to look at the question, what is our identity? Where is it rooted in? Because the temple was a place in which it was dictated by the family. It was dictated by the high priest and the chief. You go in and you do X, Y, and Z things for these sacrifices because of these sins. It wasn't dictated by the person bringing the offering, the oblation for God in worship of praise of God. But instead, it was dictated by the high priest and benefit and gain was for them. So how do we dictate our identity? Who are we? Are we Christians? Are we Catholic? Marked by the sign of faith. Having that indelible mark and living out that indelible mark that we were given at baptism. Or are we dictated by the world around us? Does the world tell us exactly what it means to be Catholic? Do we let the world influence what we believe, what we hold true, what is sacred in our lives? Are we influenced by the things of this world and make that the God, the center, the thing we worship in our life? Because the key of the temple is the dwelling place of God where heaven and earth meet, where the divine dwells and is among us and is walking with us. So what do we define that temple and how do we identify with it? Do we let our Catholic faith rise up and become the identity of us? Does the first thing we say with our actions, our words, and our deeds, that I am Catholic? Or does our words, our actions, our deeds show us how afraid, how scared we are about our faith? To really put it in concrete, I want to share a story. A very simple way of living out our faith And showing people our identity is praying before meals. I remember in high school, praying before meals wasn't the cool thing. It wasn't the popular thing. Because you, in some sense, are embarrassed by the fact that I get to proclaim my faith. 
I didn't want the world, I wanted the world to dictate what my faith is. I didn't want what my belief was in Christ to dictate how people saw me, how people thought of me. And their misconception about what it means to be Catholic influenced me. And so when I would pray, I would kind of tuck away and hide and really swat flies around my face and pray. But why? Because I let the world dictate my faith, dictate who I am and my identity as Christian. That's a simple image and example in which how we ourselves can be dictated by the world and how we are so afraid of living out our faith. So what is the point of all of this? Why is it so important for us to make sure our temple is the dwelling place of God? The reason why we hear in all our readings a sense of urgency, the sense of the end times, the apocalypse, is because God has a plan for us. We're not made to be just human beings walking around this world without a, pers- without a purpose, without a meaning, without direction. We were all made for greatness. We were all made for greatness. And that greatness is the dwelling place and the tabernacle, the temple of our Lord Jesus Christ, the walking and living temple. Jesus tells us that he's coming to destroy the temple, not because the building matters. The temple that he's coming to destroy is himself. He shows us that he wants to dwell and remain with us. And everything else in this world does not matter. But what does matter is how we relate, how we are in relationship with him, and how we live out that identity as Christians, as disciples, as followers of Jesus Christ. Because everything is about to be rewritten again. Everything else in this world is about to change. We don't get to, the the disciples and the people, the Jews that were listening to Jesus at that time, did not see and was able to see what's about to happen. But we as the faithful disciples 2,000 years later know exactly what is about to happen. Jesus is in Jerusalem preparing for his crucifixion, preparing for his death, and preparing for his resurrection. So things are about to change. The people who believe in Jesus Christ are about to change, are about to be made new forever. So we ourselves are called today to become living temples, to be confident in living out that faith because life is going to change because of that. That change begins today. That change begins now. That change begins within us. So my brothers and sisters, let us look at those questions. What do we believe Do we believe and have God, our Lord Jesus Christ, at the center of our lives? And does that identity inform everything that we do? Or is that identity informed and changed and molded by what the world dictates and tells us we should believe? Because if it's the world, if we don't believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, then everything is pointless. 
Everything else means nothing. We therefore should just go out into the world and live our lives of drunkenness, of party, of debauchery, of pleasure, because nothing else matters. But instead, Christ shows us today that our life matters because we were made for more. So let us, as we come to the end of our liturgical year and begin our preparation in the next liturgical year, beginning with Advent, let us look and reflect at those questions and see how well we're living as disciples. And let us make resolve if we've fallen short of living out that Christian faith, of believing in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us resolve that this next liturgical year we can be more fervent in our faith, that we can continue to grow in our faith. But most importantly, if we have no faith, to begin that journey today. Amen.